0: To Andy, here's the 80s, our March Madness Best Album of the 80s bracket. We will be counting down our picks for both the early 80s arena and club divisions this time. I am joined, of course, by my co-host Aaron Keck. How are you, Aaron?
1: I'm good. What's up?
0: I'm excited. We had a a very cordial first round. We were very (laughs) agreeable on a number of things. I think now we're going to start probably increasing uh, the intensity a little bit, I think.
1: Hopefully, I've got three chips to use on uh, <laughs> on disagreements. So
0: I think I'm at keeping the very track. least, we will uh, we'll probably at least make it to Sweet Sixteens before anything too crazy happens. But,
1: I also think so. Yeah, I'm looking at all of these and it's like I don't see a whole lot of points where we're going to be strongly disagreeing with each other. But we'll find out. We'll find out.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. This will probably this will be a lot of place setting for the next uh, couple matches to come. Yeah. Uh, But let's dive right in. We have our first matchup of round two in the early 80s arena division. Uh, The number one seed Thriller going up against the number nine seed Luther Vandross's Forever for Always for Love. Uh, I think, you know, both of us admit that Thriller is not a perfect album, but I do think I prefer it here. What do you think? Yeah,
1: 100%. I mean, uh, Thriller's not a perfect album, but it is It is the the best-selling album for a reason. And again, I'll, I mean, we'll come back to the same point about Thriller. There's nine songs on it. Five of them are bad to mediocre for me and for you, bad to pretty good. But then there's those four songs in the middle that are just stone-cold classics, and you can put that up against any... Like a Luther Vandross album is going to be solidly, consistently good all the way through, but those four songs in the middle of Thriller are just so good that they kind of trump just about anything that we're going to be talking about here.
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, and Forever for Always for Love is a consistently good album to listen to. It's yeah, really but good, just, yeah. But yeah, Thriller is, those, those four songs in the middle are just, like you said, they're classics. They're unbeatable. Almost unbeatable, maybe. I don't know if it's going to go all the way, but... So, but I think for now, Thriller advances over Luther Vandross. Well, that was easy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we have the battle between our number 12 seed, R.E.M.'s Murmur, up against the four seed, U2's War. This one's a little tougher. Which way are you leaning here?
1: So I, in the first round, had Tina Turner's Private Dancer over Murmur. Mm-hmm. And then I just had Private Dancer advancing kind of all the way through. But honestly, now that Murmur has advanced, I'm I'm all I'm gonna stick with Murmur. War is a War is a good album and Murmur is far from my favorite REM album. As I said, it's their first one and I personally I think it feels like their first one. I think it's the sign of better things to come and that this particular album isn't actually that fantastic, but I think it's better than War, so I'll stick with REM.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Eileen Murmur as well. I I obviously like Murmur a lot more than you did, uh, mm-hmm. considering I picked it over Private Dancer in, in my bracket. And yeah, and I like War a lot. I think it's one of U two's strongest start to finish albums. Uh, but yeah, for me, I think Murmur is is too too good in my opinion to to skip over.
1: And you two, I kind of feel the same way, because War is not their first album. They're a pretty established band at this point, and they've got some really great songs on this particular album, but I think U2 also gets better later. Like I'll say more good things about Joshua Tree when we come back around to that. And I think that kind of continues into the early 90s where U2's run of really, really great stuff, very much like R.E.M.'s is Mm -hmm. mid to late 80s, early to mid 90s, like that's their peak period. So for, for me, both of these albums are, oh, these are great bands that I really like. These are not my favorite albums from those bands.
0: Yeah, they're both examples of like early sounds that they've made, where they're like, "Oh, these are going to be bands to watch," you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, and they are. They they prove that later. But I think these that was are correct. Yeah, they're both still good to go back to. But I think yeah, Murmur is a little bit stronger. Okay, which brings us to our third matchup in the second round of Eighties Arena Division. Uh, Violent Femmes self-titled debut up against number three seed Prince's Purple Rain. Uh, Which, I mean, I of course lean Purple Rain. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think for me it's a little bit harder because I think I like the Violent Femmes album a little bit more than you do. Or maybe not, because Violent Femmes was was one of the ones that you originally had, right?
0: Yeah, it was one of the original seven from episode yeah. one, and I do like it a lot, but I think uh, I mean, to me, uh, it's probably no spoiler to say I feel like Purple Rain is my pick for this division in general, so I think that's what advances uh, for me over the, over Violent Ends.
1: Yeah, and I'm not as big a Purple Rain fan as you are, but in this particular case, I mean very much like Thriller. Like you can make a real strong case for Luther Vandross, but let's be perfectly honest. If you're putting Purple Rain up against a Violent Femmes album and you're you're talking about what's a better album, well, it's Purple Rain, clearly.
0: Yeah. So yeah, as much as great as that album is from Violent Femmes, I think the high points on Purple Rain are higher. Yes. I also think
1: the low points on Purple Rain are way lower But that's just me
0: We'll get to that later I think
1: We'll get to that (laughs) Hashtag Darling Nikki Anyway go on
0: (laughs) All right, Purple Rain advancing over Violent Femmes Which brings us to the fourth and final matchup Of the early 80s arena division We have number 7 seed The Clash's Combat Rock Up against number 2 Springsteen's Born in the USA Which way are you leaning here?
1: and and for me again i don't think it's a huge surprise i've got i've mm-hmm. got springsteen coming out of this division so while combat rock is undeniably great uh, if you if you're putting it if if you're putting just about any album up against born in the usa born in the usa is going to advance i think there are three really obvious okay these are the three uh, albums out of this division, and their Thriller, Purple Rain, and Born in the USA, and then there's the rest. And mm-hmm. I think Born in the USA advances here.
0: Yeah, I lo- I love Combat Rock as another one of my original 80s albums. But even last round, I was pretty fifty fifty on whether it was between that and Speaking in Tongues from Talking Heads for me. So, I guess considering I was already willing to possibly cut it the first round, I have to go born in the USA over uh combat rock. Yeah. And also I think London calling is the clash album for me, which is from 79. So it's not on this bracket, but I think that's true. Yeah. Considering this isn't even my favorite clash album, even, even though <laughs> it's probably my second favorite, but it, you know,
1: I don't know i've got my I've got my second favorite album from one band advancing real real far in one of these brackets so uh without <laughs> without too many spoilers just because it's the second best album doesn't necessarily mean you knock it out early
0: right no, it's not an immediate disqualification, but it's a consideration for sure.
1: In fact, my second favorite, ba- I'm looking at the the bracket, the, the particular band that I'm thinking of, my second favorite album actually advances farther than my my favorite album from that band. So.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: It can be done.
0: <laughs> well, so Born in the USA advances over Combat Rock, and we move on to the early 80s club division. Uh, first matchup there is number 16 seed, Mission of Burma's Versus, up against number 8 seed, Curtis Blow self-titled debut. Uh... Another interesting matchup.
1: Yeah, I don't love either of these albums. I will lean Curtis Blow, but I am willing to be convinced.
0: I think yeah, I'm a little split on these also just because they are so different and I would turn to them for very different reasons. I think whichever the, the thing the kind of the gamesmanship of it is, whichever one wins this, I don't think wins against whoever advances in the next matchup. Oh.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. So. <laughs> that next matchup, which whoever is, whoever wins the next matchup, the following Sweet 16 matchup is going to be just about the easiest one that we've got.
0: Yeah. So I think, mm, well, you know, they'd both be fun. You know, let's go ahead. I think, mm, I we could do we sh- Mission
1: of Burma because that's like the one sixteen seed we've got left. So it's kind of yeah. fun to just advance, the, keep advancing the 16 seed on. Yeah, but I think Curtis line. Blow is a more important album.
0: Curtis Blow is probably more important. I also don't know. What's interesting is Mission of Burma, they had to break up for a long time uh, and actually got back together in the 2000s and uh, has put out some fairly well-received music since then. Curtis Blow, I don't know I think this is kind of the commercial peak for Curtis Blow, so I feel like I wouldn't mind giving that to him for uh, for this being the one to advance. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: you know, he's sitting on at home on pins and needles, just hoping (laughs) against hope, fingers crossed. This is my legacy, man.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. Well, this one's for you, Curtis. I'll I'll pick your self-titled debut album over Mission of Burma. How about that? These are not the breaks. For you, for here.
1: <laughs> next round, however. <laughs> next
0: yes. round might be the breaks. But. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, our next matchup, early 80s club division, we have the number five seed, Grace Jones' Nightclubbing, up against number 13 seed, Replacements, Let It Be. And this is a tough one. These are both incredible albums. I personally lean the Replacements a little bit.
1: I also lean The Replacements. If you had asked me before we started this bracket, I would have said nightclubbing because I just remember night, nightclubbing being a better album or having a better sp- experience listening to it. And then I went back and re-listened to Let It Be. And I think it's better this... I think that's one of those albums that gets better the more you listen to it. So I'm. it ended up not actually being that hard for me. The Replacements was one that I was like pleasantly surprised coming back to how much I liked it I think even more the second time around so while night clubbing is great uh let It Be is is also the winner for me. Although I will say looking at all of the other albums that we've got in this particular bracket, this particular matchup could just as easily be the final for me because I don't see Nightclubbing losing to just about any other album that we've got left on this bracket, but this particular matchup, I think it I think it comes up short.
0: Yeah, that's this is kind of the de facto uh, final match for this yeah. division, I think. Cause yeah, those, these are probably the the strongest ones standing, but I also yeah, let it be. I think for me is a little bit more fun and a little bit more exciting, and a little bit has a little bit more variety. Even I think, uh, you know, through all the songs on Nightclubbing are fantastic, but it there's a surprising amount of depth to Let It Be that I think, like you said, gets more interesting each listen.
1: Yeah. Also, fun fact: Let It Be is my second favorite replacements album. So if you were wondering oh. what band I was talking about three <laughs> minutes ago.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, good. Where does uh, Where does "Let It Be" fall in your Beatles uh, rankings?
1: In my Beatles rankings, oh, um, low. It's uh, <laughs> it's not that great. I mean, it's great, but it's not it's not as right. great. <laughs>
0: it's yeah, as far as Beatles go. Low. As
1: far as Beatles right. go, yeah, yeah. You no, know, and I went back, and I had pretty much all of the Beatles albums at one point, and then I, I did the the heretical thing of condensing down my my CD collection. And when I did, I just took all of the songs that I like, burned them onto new CDs. So four albums became two and three albums became one. And I think the only full-length start-to-finish Beatles album that I saved was Abbey Road. And every other album got condensed in some way, shape, or form. And I think I only wound up saving like four or five songs from Let It Be, which is still a lot, but... right. Not nearly as many as, like, A Hard Day's Night or Rubber Soul or any of the others.
0: hmm I think that's fair. And uh, an Abbey Road, you just can't break up, you know?
1: You can't break that up, yeah. You also can't burn it either because when you burn a CD, you get that little pause in between each track, and that just ruins that album. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, George Martin. <laughs>
0: He knew what he was doing. He's like, I'm he using some doing. technology that might not uh, do this well <laughs> in the future.
1: 20 years from now, there's going to be new technology that'll make it impossible.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm a 1940s well, newsman, I am.
0: <laughs> exactly. You never knew I talked like this, did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was weird that He was British with that accent. <laughs>
0: That's what they sound like. It's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, the next matchup in the early 80s club division, we have our number eight seed, Chaka Khan's Naughty, up against the Minutemen's Double Nickels on the Dime at the 14th seed. Uh, Which way are you leaning here? Because these are both really great too.
1: These are both great albums. I'm leaning Minutemen, uh, also willing to be convinced otherwise if you're leaning the other way.
0: I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm leaning Chaka Khan. I think Naughty's my favorite album of hers for sure. Cloud's obviously one of the best opening tracks and I think start to finish, this is still really fun. And I think it's a great, it was the first one we heard for her episode. It's her second album overall. But for me, I think this one was just, you know, we said it then, but it's like, I heard this and I was like, great, this is going to be awesome. And then everyone after that was like, okay, this is still good, but I'm still <laughs> listening for naughty sound. And I think Double Nichols is great, but obviously there's like 60 some songs on there. They're not all going to be winners. Correct. Uh, Which is part of the fun of that album, but also I think part of the fun of Naughty is that they are pretty much all winners.
1: Yeah, and I think I still have more of a soft spot in my head for Double Nickels because it starts out really good and then I'm still listening to it a long time later and ready Mm -hmm. for it to be done. So I I think at the end of the day, you're probably right.
0: Yeah, so Shaka Khan advances over the Minutemen. And our final matchup of the early 80s conference in the club division, we have number seven seed, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, The Message, up against Dead Kennedy's Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. Both strong albums, both very different. Which one are you leaning? Kennedy's. Yeah.
1: Not not close.
0: In this particular
1: case, I think it's also true that Grandmaster Flash is the more important and influential album long term but I mm-hmm. was just so pleasantly surprised with the Dead Kennedys when we when we first encountered them back in the punk episode and I, I still think this is a great album
0: yeah it is, it is a really good one and it is actually and even it stood out in that episode too for having such a, a variety really on it from uh, yeah it's not a kind of samey album which a lot of the hardcore punk albums could be you know they i think they do a good job of mixing up their sound a little bit and also just being really fun <laughs> you know yeah still
1: not still not sold on uh jellyby offers politics like when you're when you're calling jerry brown a fascist then you, you just got to admit that you're a little bit farther to the left than the world will ever be but you know it's it's a good album
0: yeah and it was funny recently uh, or relatively recently anyway There. Gelibriefor uh, not a, an official member of the Dead Kennedys anymore. He was kicked out a while ago. Right. And the Dead Kennedys Twitter account tweeted something in support of Mitt Romney and Gelibriefor like went crazy over it <laughs> just completely talking shit about his own band for doing that. But
1: well that I can say. Like
0: <laughs> and then everybody it, of course is... was just rallying behind and changing like uh let's lynch the landlord to let's pay the landlord and all these <laughs> <things> like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're calling Jerry Brown a fascist, then you're further to the left than the world will ever be. If you're a punk band, don't tweet supportive Mitt Romney. Like, <laughs> not that not that Mitt Romney is a fascist or even necessarily a bad guy, but you're a punk band. You've got a job. Do it exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad he's still he's still keeping it real, at least out there. Even if his band's not. All right. So fresh fruit for rotting vegetables advances to the sweet sixteen. And that wraps up round two for the early 80s. Tune in in a couple days. We will advance to our second round picks for the late 80s side. And you can, of course, get your votes in on our Twitter page for all of these matchups. Andy hears it on Twitter. You can go vote there. Tell all your friends, listen to the show, subscribe, vote on these matchups. And we will see you very soon. Thank you, Aaron.
1: Thank you.
0: And see you next time.